What's up, Candy Lakers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You listen to, to another edition of Casio's Cut, and I'm here with a good buddy of mine, Mr. Josh Shirtoff is in the house. What's up, buddy? Oh, man. I uh, am so excited to be here. I thought when you sent me a message asking me to be on this, uh, I was like, oh, man, poor Casio. He slid into the wrong DMs, and this is going to get so awkward. <laughs> I'm like, man, hey, I'm not whoever you thought I was, but no, man, thank you so much for having me here. This is awesome. Uh, yeah. Now's the time to tell you, I thought you were Rick and Bonnie and we'll move over that later. (laughs) Let's, let's, uh, if you know, Josh Shurtoff, you know, and if you don't, uh, you better learn, uh, one of the voices in wrestling right now, uh, we, we got to address a lot of things. First of all, your background is amazing. Oh, Um, thank you. We got a lot of figures. I'm fighting the urge to get into figures because that is how it ends up right there. Yeah, it, it's really it's a, a slippery slope. Um, but if a lot of these, a lot of these are just mine from when I was a kid. Okay, so. that's cool. So if you're listening and not watching to this, uh, first of all, jump over to YouTube and watch. Um, but second of all, you have all the uh, well, not all, but you have. Do you know how many figures you have? Oh, God, I have no idea. No clue. Way more than my wife wants me to have. (laughs) Um, I was going to say, usually a man with that many figures, not married, but you are locked down. (laughs) I kept them hidden until, (laughs) you know, afterwards. Like I do. I'm like, and I have something to tell you. Uh, You're not going into this room until last. Yep. So you have a wall left and right of you, but you were, you, we were chatting right before we hit record. Uh, the ones on, well, I don't know how they're looking, but on one shoulder, that shoulder, yeah. uh, those are people you've worked with. Yeah. Um, I thought that was, that was kind of my like bright idea of how I could get figures out of the bins in my basement and display them. Um, was to be like, well, Hey, it's people I worked with. It's kind of cool. And then it, it kind of snowballed from there. But, um, yeah, it's, it's any figures that maybe I had when I was a kid or maybe, uh, you know, I found along the way. And then like the AEW ones, I started buying once they came out and that became way too expensive because they're doing a great job, but w- making way too many of these guys that I've had the privilege of working with. So now I'm like, <laughs> all right, this is, uh, but thankfully I don't need one. I don't need each of theirs. I just get one for each guy I worked with, but, uh, but yeah, so it's it's starting to fill up uh, pretty nicely. I'm 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 pretty happy with it. And when you say work with for the people that don't know shirt off, uh, you are a what what uh, a reporter announcer. What do you call yourself? 
Yeah, I don't know. Interviewer, um, <laughs> I think an interviewer. So interviewer host, I think from what what I have on my LinkedIn, <laughs> at least, is a producer and on-air talent for Fight TV. Okay. So on-air talent kind of covers, I'll be, I'm a podcast yeah. uh, host. I'm, I host uh, Fight and Focus for them. That's my primary job. I host and produce those. Um, and then I'll do backstage interviews for their social media, which is a lot of what I used to do pre-pandemic with AEW. Um, for fight and then uh i did just this past weekend with uh gcw which was a lot of fun and yeah we're, we're gonna weird. get to that yeah. those were incredible thank you uh those are incredible we we uh had the privilege of meeting at a uh, starcast uh, many yep. starcast but uh we had the privilege of meeting there so do you uh oh my cat moose has decided uh after 25 hours of laying in that exact spot it's time to move um, slightly to the left and right back to sleep. Yeah, he's he's perturbed. I'm talking too loud. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about behind you, your tie collection. What's happening here? Oh, man. So it was my idea. Well, it was my idea, but it came from Bill Apter. Um, I had done Strong. so like so going going back. I mean, I, I used to be a wrestler and then I stopped for a long time um, and I wasn't really a part of the business. And I bumped into Bill Apter, who I hadn't seen in years. I Bill moved into my neighborhood when I was like nine or ten years old. Uh, his daughter and my sister. Were what like neighborhood is it? City? What? Uh, it, it's suburbs of Philadelphia. Okay, Philly. So yeah, when uh, I guess he was in New York, and then when uh, the Apter Mags, as they're called, when they moved yeah. to, I want to say they're in Bluebell, Pennsylvania. So he ended up living right in my neighborhood, right down the street from me. And uh, man, when my brother and I found out Bill Apter is moving in, we're like. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I don't know what what we're getting out of this, but we're going to uh we're pretty much just going to be like vultures. Are you stalking him? Oh, it's not stalking if you're right out in the open, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, we were there was no shame involved whatsoever. What were you doing? Finding out where he hung out? Were you messing? No, we just went to his house. We just went to his house. We're like, hey, we're wrestling fans and he's like coming <laughs> into my basement and we're like, you know, it was a different time back then. But uh yeah, he, uh, That's Bill, amazing. <laughs> so I knew Bill, I knew Bill for, uh, forever. And, uh, but I hadn't seen him in a number of years and, and, you know, as it is now with social media, you know, you keep in touch with people or you keep in touch over text and you don't end up seeing them for a long time. But, uh, I was in his neighborhood, I was driving by and he's out taking the trash out and, uh, we stopped, we talked, he's like, Oh, come on in. We were chatting. And he's like, uh, He's like, hey, I do this little show on YouTube once a week. You should come like be my co-host for a week. I'm like, ah, cool. That sounds fun. So I went the next Wednesday to do it. And he's like, uh, who's, you know, it, or I was like, oh, who's the guest? And he's like, oh, it's Conrad Thompson. We're talking about this, this star cast thing he's going to do. Oh, nice. And I'm, like, and I'm like, well, I'm a huge fan of Conrad's and, and you know, and uh, something to wrestle. That was, I think he only had one or two podcasts back then. It was before yeah. he had 15. Yeah, and, he was uh, just a fledgling in the podcast world. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so we, uh, so I did that. And at the end of it, uh, and this ties into the ties, at the end of it, you know, I had gone, I was just wearing like a polo shirt, not something like this where you could see me sweating through, but uh, just like a, a regular blue polo shirt. And Bill's like, ah, we need, you need to have a gimmick. You need to have a, some sort of gimmick or something to stand out. Okay. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, so when I used to wrestle, I had some like airbrushed gear and stuff, you know, cause I couldn't, I didn't know where to buy real wrestling gear when I was younger. And so I was like, well, maybe I can see if that person who used to do my airbrush stuff, if she's still working and maybe she can airbrush me a tie and it can have like, you know, after chat and it can have like, you know, 
And that was pretty much it. I, I, I did that. I'm like, well, that'll make me stand out because otherwise, what am I? Right. I'm generic guy of, uh, you know, right. average height if I'm lying. And then, you know, um, so, and then I grew the beard cause I'm like, that's Conrad's secret to success. And, uh, yeah, so it all kind of came together, but that's the, that's the history with the ties. And so are those and ties now retired or is that the rotation? Um, some of them are rotation and some of them are retired. Uh, some of them are like, I think I have some star cast ones up there. Um, I've started learning a little bit more, like, when I was doing AEW, I started just doing the pay-per-view logo because when I did Starcast, it was like Starcast one. And then yeah. it's like, well, you can't wear that again. So, yeah, done, you know, one and done. yeah. So I, 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 but I do have some of the Starcast ones behind me. And then uh, they're, they're more or less like my, the ones I think look really cool. Okay. Um, so I have them hanging there. I, I mean, I'm in love with your backdrop. Do you have a, uh, it, I, I, maybe it's Meany or it might be Chris Farley motivational speaker over your shoulder. <laughs> Wait, Who's right on the over top here? shelf. Top shelf. Uh, With the tie. Oh, no. So that's actually uh, an old Arn Anderson figure. That's an Arn? That I pa- well, I painted it when I was a kid. It's not a tie. It's like a fist or something on a shirt. I painted it to look like me when I wrestled with my friends. Oh, there and you go. I found it. Um, I don't even know how long ago, but when I got my own actual action figure, I was like, well, I have to display the one I painted of myself when I was a kid because I made ones for me and all my friends like when we were when we were young and I would just go you were and, doing customs early. Oh, man, real early. And then my dad would have to like lock his workroom because he's like, <laughs> you can't you know, you're not washing the the brushes and it was you're disaster, ruining but, everything. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, that's up there. And then I've got my my uh, if I can plug in my mind of the meanie two pack action. Now, this just came out, just came out. Yeah. Um, and they're almost all gone, which is amazing. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's me and me and Meanie, and it has the logo from the show. And I've got the little microphone that removes and the custom tie. And, uh, I'll give you some breaking news is that, uh, we're going to have, uh, fight with fight TV. There's going to be a solo one of me and it's going to be a whole like uh, campaign to be able to, if you take a picture of me at a live event that airs on fight and the proper hashtags and all, you get fight points, which, you know, Ooh. you can earn to get pay-per-views and stuff. So yeah, we're, uh, so it's, it's pretty, uh, incredible. Um, definitely don't deserve it, but I'm, uh, but I'm happy to have it. I'll take it. If anybody, before they sell out, if they haven't sold out by the time they're listening to this, where can they get the, uh, mind of Meanie two pack, uh, go to mind of the and the link is right there. And I think we've got, I think, cause I know cello toys sold out of theirs and there's uh, another seller and they sold out of theirs. And I think we've got, uh, like, we definitely have less than a hundred left. Jeez. Um, so yeah. And I think we just sold out of all the signed ones. And uh, so we try to tell, but we're like, you know, you got to get the signed ones because if Meanie and I don't get a chance to see each other in person before we sell out all the other ones, we're not signing anymore. So, you know, but you won't be able uh, to check each other out. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Uh, many previous guests on Cassio's Cut, if you're watching this and you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. He's always a blast, of course. But I texted him, and I said, your boy, Chernoff, is coming on. I said, uh, I need to know something to bring up. Do you have any inside scoop? Do you think he told me anything? Oh, man, I'm trying to think of what he might know. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Maybe he made something good up because i don't know that there's anything 
He did not. He said he's so straight laced. There's really isn't anything I can think of to rib him on. Dude is so white. He thinks mayo is spicy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely too spicy for my taste, but yeah, no, that's pretty. That's about it. And then he said, ask him the last time he shit his pants. Oh man. God. Last time Wednesday. What day is it? I don't know. I don't know. Definitely. How many times have you heard Blue Manny fart in your life? Uh, So much so, if I may, uh, that I have. How much am I sweating through this? It was I I just worked out before I was doing this because I was like, yeah, um, I had to put uh, pants on. I'm sweating and I did not work. Well, you know what? I had to put pants on for the GCW (laughs) uh, thing, which although I did see some people there where I was like, maybe I didn't need to. Um, But I, I was like, yeah, it's been a long time since I've actually had to put the pants on with the rest of the suit. And okay. I was like, I should really exercise. And uh, <laughs> but you shouldn't exercise and then shower and then do a show because I'm still sweating from my exercise. That or I'm just nervous to talk to you. But uh, I do good. have from me. All my over listeners here. are sweating right now. Listening. There you go. Let, let, tell me if you can hear this. Uh, oh, yeah. I come through loud and clear. That's one of Meanies. And then... That's another one that's unedited. That was, he just did it into the microphone and we grabbed it for the mind of the meanie podcast. Um, he so, is yeah. the master of farts. Oh. And if you want to make him laugh, bring up farts or shitting. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, thankfully we do, originally we were going to do the podcast in a, like in a studio. Um, oh. Man, no. it would have been it wouldn't have lasted wouldn't have lasted the 70 something episodes that it has. Uh, I wouldn't have lasted. So, yeah, but no, Meanie's amazing. And uh, him asking me to do that podcast was the be- one of the best things that could have happened to my career in this business. Well, that's what I was going to roll into next is uh, you did mention you're a Philly guy. And he, mm-hmm. of course, is a Philly legend. And yep. um you know, just meeting him through the Starcast as well is he's one of the nicest guys on the planet. Um, Definitely. But how did you? When did you guys meet? How did this blossom? How did Mind of the Mini Podcast come about? We had uh, we'd met here and there at different conventions, and I'd you interviewed talked to him, him like Bill after. That's what yeah, I yeah. I went followed him into the bathroom, regretted it instantly, um, and then so we we had gotten a good rapport with each other. Uh, and then I was at MLW. Um, it was like right before the, you know, the apocalypse started. Uh, it was, uh, I want to say like beginning of February, February 1st, February 2nd, something like that. And uh, I was doing uh, interviews for a show on fight and he was one of the people I interviewed and it was more long form. So it was like a 20 minute interview as opposed to like the two minute that I'd been grabbing at conventions and stuff. So we really got to talk and, and, I thought we had a really nice interview and apparently he'd been thinking about a podcast for a while, but was trying to figure out, you know, who would be a good host uh, to have. And as he tells it, he says a blue light bulb went off in his head. And, uh, and he's like, what about that Josh Chernoff guy? So he, uh, he asked me if I wanted to do it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not turning that down. That's amazing. And, uh, and we built a nice little pod squad as we call them. And uh, we've got our Patreon group and, and we're having a lot of fun with it. Um, we're having a really good time. We've done, as of this recording, we've done 72 episodes. 
Um, and I'm finally get work where I'm doing the hot tag to somebody else to come in, work with them so I can take a vacation. But, uh, we're really? which isn't, it's not really a vacation cause I'm going with my three kids and my wife, but it's, you know, um, <laughs> but going I'm, on leaving, a trip. I'm, I'm going on a trip. I'm leaving my home. Um, but, uh, so we're going to, so I think someone else will be stepping in for a couple of weeks there, but, uh, but it's been amazing. It's been a lot of fun and I'm, I'm just glad that he thought of me to do that um, because like the action figure, even the action figure through fight that we're doing, the only reason they're doing that is because it's cheap to repaint a figure, you know? <laughs> so uh, this stuff doesn't happen without, without that podcast. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm grateful. And then also, I mean, it's the blue meanie. Like I had a buddy dresses him for Halloween when we were oh, in high amazing. school. Like I, you know, like it, it's crazy to me sometimes. And then to have a two pack with him and all it's, it's been awesome. And he's, he's the best. So yeah, I really, I can't complain. And, and none of the listeners have really complained except for one guy who posted a negative review uh, and said that I talk too much and that the podcast would be great if Casio kid was the, uh, was the host. I, so I, I actually made that comment. So I'm glad you, there you it. go. So <laughs> I'm a little disappointed you're going on vacation without calling me. That's what yeah, I, right. That's Bob what I'm really time. torn up about. <laughs> uh, somebody else that has left you a negative review. Let's just talk about it. Cool. You got heat with Dave Meltzer. Yeah. You know what? Are I, you he blocked? Hasn't, Are you still blocked? I'm blocked. I'm blocked. Yeah. What did you say to get blocked? Um. So I started asking. So we did a thing called <laughs> Meanie Tunes, and. Uh, it was my brother. Your brother does that, right? Yeah, my brother did that for us. Great work. And then, yeah, and then Conrad poached him from us uh, to do. Uh, you know, but, Conrad's like, he's like, hey, do you mind? Like, do you mind if I ask your brother to do some stuff? I'm like, listen, we're not paying him, so <laughs> you know, uh, and we're not going to. So if you can uh, give him whatever some you offer as a raise, yeah, right. And uh, so no, and he's done amazing stuff with the short stories of Swaggle uh, over at AdFreeShows.com. Um, but uh, yeah, so we we did that. And I'm like, you know, it'd be really funny if we could get Meltzer to give it like a star rating. So I tweeted it at him. And I'm like, because at that point, we'd had like Chris Jericho had retweeted it. Like we'd had some names like retweeting it. And I'm like, hey, Meltzer, I'm like, do you think we could get a star rating on Meanie Tunes? And nothing. Radio silence. So then a little bit later, I'm like, hey, Meltzer, can we do Meanie Tunes? And nothing at all. And then Joel Gertner said, uh, Something about how uh, Meltzer's been no selling them, and you know, on something he tweeted something. So I responded. I said, "Yeah, I've been trying to get him to do uh, to give a star rating to Meanie Tunes for a couple of months, but apparently he only answers if you say something negative about Japanese wrestling." <laughs> and he did. He answered by blocking me. So um, I was like, "All right then." Um. So yeah, that's amazing. That's our relationship. Uh, and do then you I know said, if you're blocked by anybody else? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, so nobody that you know of, no one that I know of uh, has blocked me uh, other than have you, which have, I guess you have you know. people blocked. Um, I don't have anyone blocked. I think I have people muted. A lot of mutes. Yeah. Lots of mutes. Block Cause you don't want to satisfaction. Right. Sometimes you just want to mute them. And sometimes they're people you like, but they're <laughs> yeah, just, but you just, yeah. And you're just like, Oh man, this dude's such a good guy, but I just can't stand to see another one of these. Like, this is what I ate today. Like, I don't care, you know? Um, the worst so, yeah. is when you go to unfollow somebody, and you're like, oh, God, they followed me. This really sucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you're like, ah, yeah, I got to hit the mute. I can't yeah. have them knowing I don't follow them anymore or block yeah. them. Here's a, here's a secret trick. 
not for you know the Meltzers in the mm-hmm. world, but for trolls. Don't block them. Well, you block them and then immediately unblock them. And what it does is it makes them unfollow you. Really? How about that move? Interesting. So you block, unblock. They never, so they're never blocked. They never see that you're blocked because you literally did it like that. But in the meantime, since they got blocked, it makes them unfollow you. So it's time before they realize, oh God, I want a troll shirt off, but I'm not, I don't see his stuff anymore. Takes them and then they have to go follow you again. I'm still hoping to get trolls because I feel like you haven't really made it until like I need a little more negativity. Okay. Well, anybody watching this, give sure enough. Hey, yeah. Just give me some shit, please. If you, if you don't mind. Give him one star and tell him I should be hosting the show. Yep. That's what we need. We need to continue that conversation. Yes, please. So and let's talk about, uh, we mentioned it earlier because it was, it was great stuff. Um, the you just did GCW, you just did Cardona and Nick K Nick Gage, uh, Matt winning the belt. Mm-hmm. But just watching your interviews on social beforehand and afterwards, um, and just us all being around that business, talk about that night because incredible night, first of all. And now everybody's talking about the crowd reaction. You mm-hmm. were there, you were in the house. Now it's a T-shirt from Meltzer, of course, your boy, shitting all over it. But just talk about that because I thought they were incredible interviews before and after. Oh, thanks. Um, And, man, I hadn't seen somebody get that much heat in a long time. Yeah, that was was like scary heat. (laughs) Um, Because as soon as he won, uh, I got back into the locker room to – be there just in case. I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to get an interview. And Matt's awesome. And was like, you know, and I've known him for years. And so he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, 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 definitely. And then uh, Brett Lauderdale from GCW was like, hey, put it out on your social media. And I'm like, dude, that's Even way too kind, you know? Yeah. Um, so when, when I got to the back, there was a lot of concern about how he was going to get backstage, how Matt Cardona was going to get backstage and a lot of concern about them throwing stuff. I saw a couple of referees. One of them got hit real bad in the head um, and they kind of like dropped them. So I never he got saw hit by a figure. Did you see the figure? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it was Billy Gunn. Yeah, it was Billy. <laughs> um, but, and I'm sure he could tell you exactly what series it was from. Um, of all people to get hit by one. Yep, seriously. Be like, man, how dare you hit me with a series seven? Um, so yeah, it, it was, uh, it was a scary thing though. And I know Matt went out the front and then circled back around, but, um, so I did didn't you see the throwing start. Yeah. And I was okay. like, Oh man, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get backstage because I thought Matt quickly get out of the ring and was coming back down the aisle, but he went the other way, which was kind of what they went. They're like, he's going to get, cause they don't have guardrail there. So right. he was just going to get mobbed on his way, you know, on his way out. So, um, I didn't see any plants. I didn't see anything like that. All I saw was concern about that. And the, you know, it, it just, the way everyone was talking about it backstage earlier in the day and afterwards and the announcements of like, you know, let's not harm the wrestlers or anything like that. It just didn't seem like they were trying to encourage that. Um, And they're smart enough to know their audience and and to know that if you throw a couple of, you know, uh, empty cans, 
well, everybody's just going to start throwing stuff. And yeah. uh, so I don't think there are any plans. I'm not on the inner circle of, of GCW. So I, I, you know, I couldn't say, but all I know is I was there way early in the afternoon. I was there about an hour, hour and a half after the show. There was no talk of plans. You didn't see anybody like, so I don't know. I, I don't think there were. Um, and guess what? Even if there were, I think those same fans uh, would have thrown the stuff anyway. Well, I mean, that, that's why I don't think there's plants is it turns out dangerous because if the plants mm-hmm. throw something, everybody's throwing whatever they want. It's the classic clip of when they all threw the chairs and yeah. the ring back in the day and they just buried yeah. Harry Fonks <laughs> getting out of there. And like, you know what I mean? Like that, that's a dangerous spot. Yeah. Uh, so I don't look GCW is down for some, they'll down to play with some stuff, but oh yeah, I just think if you plant somebody throwing stuff, it opens the door like it did, whether it, it was a plan or not, to chaos. Yeah. And the other thing was, I'm pretty sure Matt had a ton of uh, uh, PBRs with him. Yeah. Um, because they're a sponsor for Major Wrestling for your podcast, which I think you, is. I, I heard him tell hilarious. you to get him out of the bag. Let's yep. So uh, it was great. I was kind of talking, but I'm talking over it in the interview. But he actually yells to somebody, says, go through my bag. Bob Holly's not going to throw you out of the locker room. <laughs> Uh, which I thought was. Well, I didn't hear the Bob Holly part. Yeah, That's so it, it, he says it under when I'm, you know, introducing him. But, I already uh, asked for a PBR. That was great. But he asked for the PBR, so he had this enormous case of it. And from what I understand, he was supposed to do kind of like a beer bash afterwards. So oh. again, that kind of lends itself to the there were no plants because if the whole idea was that they were going to bring all this beer out and he was going to do this big celebration in the ring, and they scrapped it because everyone's throwing things. Why would they have planted people to throw right. stuff? It doesn't make yeah. any sense. So, but Melter said it, so it, mu- it might be true. It it's must true, be true. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent true. Yeah. Um, could anybody cut a better promo for Fight TV than Nick Gage? Man, he just didn't he put them over? That was I. Uh, I sent a text to the <laughs> social man. media. Oh, did y'all buy a cameo from him for that? Yeah, I'm like, uh, I, I I sent a text to the social media guy from Fight, and I'm like, <laughs> hey man, I don't know if you caught the Nick Gage interview, but you need to cut part of that out and use that as his own separate video. Cause he just really, he put over fight TV. Yeah. And only, and I mean, he really, he believes it too. Cause you know, he was very appreciative of what fights doing the platform that they're giving GCW and um, yeah, it was, uh, but yeah, what a promo that guy is. Uh, he's frightening. You've been around him. Uh, I watched uh I watched AW, of course, with his, his match with Jericho. Mm-hmm. You've been around him. You talked to him. Me, I was at Conrad's house watching it. Uh, for us, and I'm sure for you, that was just a cool moment to see him. I mean, it's got to be his biggest crowd he's ever wrestled in front of. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, it was just fun to see him get that moment. Well, one thing, and I, I was unsure whether or not I should say it or not, because, you know, if you're backstage and you're hearing things, but... Um, I don't think he would mind this is I, I heard him when I was back there talking to some of the other guys like Mance Warner and people like that and talking about the opportunity that was coming up on Wednesday and really just talking about how he's doing that for, for all of that, for the, for all of the hardcore, you know, death match, all that, that he, what he was feeling on his shoulders of having to represent that. And to me, like that's, you know, people can say whatever they want about wrestling, but that moment right there, that was a hundred percent real. 
what yeah. he was carrying with him to the ring there, you know, aside from the various light bulbs and whatnot, he was, he was carrying this, like, he felt like he was carrying deathmatch wrestling, which whether or not it's your thing, and it never really was my thing, but I mean, you have to respect the fact that that is, that is how he makes a living. That is something he's passionate about. And he felt like he was representing it on such a huge stage. Um, and you could tell that that really meant something to him. So yeah, that was a cool moment seeing him uh, out there with a guy like Jericho and, um, and MJ, I couldn't uh, believe some of that was on TNT also. No, it was incredible. Uh, I, I mean, as a wrestling fan, I think we all think we all would have booked it different or we could have <laughs> tweaked that or whatever. But yeah. I thought overall, what a great moment for him to do that. He yeah. got through, a, he, he's in a match with Jericho. He's on national television. And uh, I thought that was a, I thought that was a great moment. And yeah. I'm uh, like I said, sure you appreciated it being around him as well. And look, if uh, he's mad about uh, sharing his backstage thoughts, make sure uh, Nick Gage, it, I, Cassio didn't say anything. Uh, yeah. Josh Chernoff shared your backstage thoughts. Murder yeah. death killed his ass. Blue Meanie told me to. <laughs> um, okay, no. deflect. I'm, I'm there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Mini told me to. Uh, all right, we are. Uh, first of all, thank you for uh, hanging out with me, dude. Big fan, oh, and uh, pleasure to meet you and work with you, and look forward to it again. Likewise, uh, when we get out. And uh, but before we get out of here, we got to put you through the countdown. Are you ready for the countdown, brother? I am ready. All right, countdown ten to one. Everybody asks the same questions. Number ten, name something that's a perfect ten in your life. Uh, I would have to say, and it might sound cheesy, but my kids, I, I could not ask okay. for better kids and better family. Um, but you're going to say wife. You say kids. That's good. It's, even well, better it's the kids. And then, you know, the wife is, is 10 out of 10 as well. The whole nine, package. 9.9. 9.9. Nine, nine, nine. Yeah, nine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want a 9.9, nine, you wouldn't take a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number uh, nine, speaking of nine. Number nine, nine is the German word for no. What's something you wish was no more in your life? A, a hypocritical answer would okay. be negativity because I've had a lot of fun. I have a show on, on fight called So Says Chernoff where I basically, you know, that's uh, uh, Bruce Pritchard mentioned it on something to wrestle when I, I kind of tore uh, Meltzer apart on it. <laughs> and I have been many times that I've kind of gone negative or I've poked fun or I've been sarcastic, which is kind of my, my thing. Um, but I, I would say there's fun negativity, right. you know, and then there's real negativity and you see so much of it online, so much of it in the world. Uh, that would be the one thing if people could just all try myself included could all try to just have as much of a positive attitude towards everything they go into I think the world would be a completely different place. I agree with you though. There's some fun negativity. Absolutely. People need to be put in check with negativity. So uh, I'm with you there. And number eight, when you die, what's the last thing you want to take? What's your last meal before you die? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, but I feel yeah. like now I want, I want the whole deal now. I want, if you want appetizer, this is your last meal. Go out All on right. top. To be a mix of home cooking and restaurant, either or. I need yeah, your I'm, drink with it. I need dessert if you're going to have it. Come on. 
Yeah, I think for, I think the meal would just be some form of ravioli, but like simple ravioli. Like I don't need fancy, like fancy sauce or anything. Cheese or meat? uh, Cheese. Cheese ravioli. ravioli. Yeah, just cheese ravioli. It's always been like my favorite thing. And then for dessert would be, you ever have dirt? Like the pudding, (laughs) the pudding and cookies. Alabama, we've ate dirt. There you go. Um, I don't know if it's a dessert, but we've ate dirt. That is my, uh, that is my thing. Dirt cake or dirt? No, it's like, all right. So it's like pudding. It's like chocolate pudding. With Oreos. And Oreos all crumbled up. um, And like cream cheese is mixed in there, all this stuff. And that's been my, yeah, that's been my birthday cake uh, every year since uh, fifth grade. Somebody brought it Mom, grandma. Uh, It was my mom until I got married. And then uh, she kind of passed it off to my wife to do. And sometimes if I'm visiting my mom on my birthday, then my mom is forced to have to make it. (laughs) And everybody, all my friends, like I only had friends around my birthday so that they could come have the dirt. So (laughs) have the dirt. Yeah. All right. I'm digging this. All right. Now, what are you drinking? Uh, man, I don't know. I, you know what? I used to have drinks that I really, like I was a big soda guy and I cut that out and now like it's too much for me. Water, alcohol, wine. I will have, uh, I mean, you have soda. It's your last meal. I mean, yeah, I'm going to have some sort some kind of a wine, some red wine, something really expensive. Yeah. Something you never had before. Expensive. Yes. Yes. All right. Number seven at seven years old. What'd you want to be when you grew up? Pro wrestler. hundred percent already. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, but like I would not say, in the case, like, I mean, we all watched wrestling and went, Oh, I'd like to be a wrestler. You're saying that was it. That was the plan. That was always it to the point where, I mean, I had my own, when I was 15, I started my own wrestling company and ran shows until the state athletic commission shut us down. Um, <laughs> and it was like, I ran actually, yeah, we had a show at the Fort Washington Expo Center in 99. And uh, and it was we sold like 300 tickets. It was crazy. It was awesome. Um, and then we tried to do one at this place called High Spots. And uh, and we got reported by uh, Dino Santa from the WWWA. Um, and then Dino tried to get all of us to come wrestle on his show after he uh-huh. told the State Athletic Commission about us. So, yeah, uh, I always wanted to be a wrestler. The from the earliest time I saw it. And I looked at guys like Bret Hart and I'm like, man, like, you know, I'm his size, which is not at all true. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a fully grown man at five foot eight. Like, you know, it didn't work out for me, but I saw guys like him and Shawn Michaels and Owen Hart. And they weren't like, giants, right? They're That's the smaller guys. Yeah, yeah. So they were the ones I was always, I always uh, was a fan of. Yeah, what was backup plan? I did not have one. There's no backup plan, which was a problem for a long time. And then uh, I ended up. I mean, look at behind you. You got figures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have my I went to school for elementary and special ed and then ended up working in real estate um, and just always wanted to do something in wrestling. And I went I wrestled for OVW. I I wrestled for a number of years. And then uh, my last match was actually against Rich Swan and his first match. Um, oh, nice! And yeah, and Rich and I have been friends ever since. And it's really cool when the guy who your last match is his first and then he ends up becoming like kind of a big deal. Yeah. It's really good because then I can name drop him everywhere. Um, <laughs> but he uh, and I kind of feel like I'm like an honorary champion of everything he wins because I beat him. Okay. So I'm like, you know, you went over like, that night. Yeah. He's like cruiserweight champion. It's like, well, I'm kind of like an honorary cruiserweight champion. Right. And it's like <laughs> needed it to be a retirement so- match. Yeah, you just beat him and left. That's it. 
And he likes to joke around like he's like, man, I was just a kid and you're a grown man beating on a little kid. I'm like, how much older than you do you think I am? But uh, but yeah, so I know I just always want to be a wrestler. And when when that stopped, it was uh, a whole lot of me going like, well, I guess I'll work in real estate and work a real job. And and then thankfully connecting with Bill Apter again. And it's funny. I actually went to the uh, to something to wrestle at the ECW arena back in maybe it was 28. I guess. Yep. Maybe, yeah. Something like that. Um, and I remember telling my wife, I'm like, I want to get tickets to raw and SmackDown and something to wrestle. Cause that kind of got me back into enjoying wrestling. I never stopped watching, but I was, I, my career ended from injury and like you have this bitterness of like the fact that, you know, I, you know, you're a small guy, you didn't make it. It wasn't what you yeah. thought it was going to be. Um, but something the wrestle was where it kind of took me back to when I was a kid and started becoming a, a, a real fan again. I remember saying to my wife, I'm like, you know what? I'm fine. Never being in the wrestling business again. I just want to go to these shows as a fan and really enjoy it and all that. And six months later, I was doing a podcast with Bill after and, you know, uh, and back That's in the wrestling business. Time on it, man. Yeah. So it's, it's um, always wanted to, I don't think I realized, but what I'm doing now is actually maybe it's not what I always wanted to do, but it's exactly what I should be doing. And You're I wish, I wish I had known uh, <laughs> that this is what I should have been doing, sure. talking about wrestling, um, as opposed to doing it. Um. All right, number uh, six. How do you want to end up six feet under? How do you want to go out? Um, choking on dirt. Yeah. I'd, uh, I'd like to, I would like it to be like a nice surrounded by family type deal, but I also want to be like, I really like the idea of dying in my sleep because okay. I, that's a lot of people's. Yeah. Like who the hell wants to be like, I don't want to be awake for the, like, I don't well, need to I be mean, there. Uh, <laughs> you, know, I like, had, you know, I've had, you know, I, I, I kind of want to go out on a, uh, on a jet ski accident. Just, I hit another jet ski and it explodes. Mm -hmm. I, I, not yeah. lingering. I want instant death, but yes. I have a, I have a, I have a theory that no one cannot smile on a jet ski. You're always smiling on a jet ski. So that's, that's just a good way to go out. A couple yeah. episodes ago, I had Wes Cantlin of Puddle of Mud. He said he wants to get a blow job and have a heart attack. Sure. Uh, right at the end. I mean, uh, in the mid, uh, right at the end, at, at completion. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, he wants to, he said he wants to. Otherwise, what a horrible way to go, yeah. right? If it's mid. You didn't get to finish. No, come on. Yeah, no, so I'm that's peaceful in the sleep. Yeah, peaceful in the sleep, or what you just mentioned isn't exactly the worst <laughs> thing. So, yeah, one of those. Okay. All right. We can deal with that. All right. Number five, five finger discount. What's the last thing you stole? I, I am actually proud to say the last thing I stole, I was in, uh, I think I was in middle school okay. and it was uh, like a Snickers bar. Um, and my friends and I were, were at the, there was an A plus next to the train station. And we, it was just kind of like the game of like, Hey, who can steal like whatever. And she's like stupid. And I stole it and I instantly felt like terrible and <laughs> I have too much of a conscience. It was not, it, it wasn't, like it wasn't fun. And I'm like, I did it. And everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, your approval isn't doing it for me. And <laughs> so I don't, in my memory, I went back and paid for it. I don't think that really happened, but I think I've convinced myself that I did. Um, okay. Yeah. Snickers Are you, uh, do you steal things from hotel rooms? Um, you know what? To be fair, I see, I don't know if it's stealing. Cause I I'll take, a lot of people have this debate. 
I'll take pens and like pads of paper and stuff. Yeah, they're going to be I'll, used anyway. Yeah, I'll be like, that's perfect to take and throw Stealing it in the from a hotel room to me is uh, pillows. Right. Yeah. Towels. Um, yeah. Did you know um, the number yeah. one thing stolen from hotels? Is Battery from the remote. Really? Yeah. Man. Have you ever stolen a battery? I've never, I've never even thought about it. No, like who goes, into, who goes in a hotel and they're like, oh my God, finally, there's a remote <laughs> here. I've been searching for a battery. For well, a now that I'm thinking of it, we've all got that battery drawer. I could fill this yeah. thing up with how many hotels I stay in. Yeah, that's now they're all Maybe you show up. We... Do you think people show up and they've got something they need a battery for? And like, it's dead. And they're or like, if it's oh, like man. your mouse for your laptop or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But you, yeah. have you ever took a pillow? No, I don't really like the hotel, hotel pillows. No, I've taken a towel. Yeah. It was a hotel where the, it was not pet friendly. And I had my little Chewini at the time. <laughs> so I just threw a towel over and acted like I was taking my jacket out. Okay. That's the, I think that's, 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 that's fair. Do you ever sneak into a second movie? Pay for one, go to a second. Oh, yeah. Do you consider that stealing? I guess technically. <laughs> I guess technically. Okay. Well, I'm not like leaving with, I mean, I guess I'm leaving with the memories, but I, that's about it. Uh, but yeah. Oh, so you man, are a double movie guy. I, I used to be. I used to I, be. Not, wait, what changed? Oh, you got the whole fam jam now. Yeah. At this point, I'm, I'm trying to stay awake through a movie. So I'm not, <laughs> you know, it's like a second movie. I'm like, no, nah, I want to go to bed. Okay. Yeah. Or uh, this is interesting for Philly. I don't even know if y'all are a little Debbie people. I usually ask, Mount Rushmore of Little Debbies. Now you're working out. You yeah. might not be a you might not be a Little Debbie fan, so I can change this if you're not a Little Debbie person. Uh, well, I'm curious what you change it to, but I'm I've always been more of like a, a Tasty Cakes. Is what okay. we have like right there, There's a lot and of people that are Tasty Cake people. Like Do you I even like know the, the, any Little Debbies. Uh, I know a very a very tiny Debbie. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> and a little larger one too, actually. But um, but as Nutty far as buddy? like, what's that? Nutty Buddy. Uh, yes, but that's more of a private oatmeal, <laughs> oatmeal cream pie. Uh, that I'm not even touching that, but <laughs> come on, come I, on. <laughs> no, I had, you know what, uh, from the Star little, from the little Debbie ones, I like the little, whatever the cupcake, like the, like the chocolate cupcake thing. Okay. It's really like the only little, you really don't like a little Debbie. All no, right, the tasty cakes. I, I used to eat those, uh, uh, the, what are they like? Crimp, uh, crimpets or something like that. Like the butterscotch ones. Oh, those are good. And some oh, of them have jelly good. in them. Yeah. All right. Let's switch it up. All right. Four toppings on your perfect pizza. Okay. Oh, First man. of all, thin crust or thick or regular? What do you got? Uh, I perfect. I'm more pizza. of a regular. I, okay. I, I uh, sometimes thin crust if it's really good, but thick is always, it's like too much. But okay. uh, um, I'd rather have more pizza than like less. Okay. Pizza. Yeah. But uh, so as far we're not counting cheese as a top, no, a no. top, right? That's that you need that. That's the essence of the pizza. No, so. And I have I, I tell everybody a cheese. These freaks that go, I like cheese pizza. It's an unfinished yeah. product. We, yeah. I mean, the pizza it, is it's the dough, cheese and sauce. Yeah. That's like that's you, pizza. you go. I have a car and I come into your house and you just got wheels out there. You've just yeah. got the base. <laughs> we need a car. We yes. need something to drive this pizza. So now we got sauce and cheese. Mm hmm. What's your four toppings? Four toppings are I always liked mushrooms on there for some reason. Um, 
I like, and this is gonna, this could upset a lot of people. Uh, You've already I like pineapple. It. I like pineapple on it. Wait, with the mushrooms? No, no, no. I don't like. I oh, always this, like like. Are you a single guy? Except for you ever have any of those where you make your own? Yeah. No, that's what we're doing. You're okay. making your own, and you get but, four toppings. With that, I mean, I would throw like everything. I always put like, uh, uh, <laughs> like gar. I like garlic on it, and then I'll put um, what's like that the big honks? Yeah, like big things of garlic, big, and then okay. yeah, and then like um, the ricotta cheese. You ever have ricotta cheese on top of a regular pizza? Okay, that's amazing. I like to put corn on it, which I've done it before, man. Which is del- is, is surprisingly delicious. I'll swing in um, the corn camp, and then I'm a and I'm a pineapple guy. I mean, You're really driving home the pineapple. I like it. I just my wife hates it. She's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I don't." It's it's this extra. I like. Are you doing that, the ham uh, and pineapple flavor. standard? Or are you just doing pineapple? No, it's just the pineapple. Uh, I'll tell I you. I used to love when I was a kid. I used to love pepperoni, but okay. as I got older, that became like I don't know. It was just. I'll tell you, uh, my stepdad. You should try it. Pineapple and jalapeno. Ooh. He says it's kind of a clash of flavors. Mm-hmm. There got the spicy and the sweet. That's the whole thing. Yeah. And I guess the pineapple depends on what kind of sauce you have. Like if your sauce is a little or a little on the spicier side, then I think the pineapple really works with it. So, yeah. So that's something I might have to try that next time. Yeah. I, I put it right in the trash, but I appreciate y'all trying. <laughs> All right. Three, three albums on the deserted island. Now, I like to tell everybody uh, that you're not, this isn't, you're going to get Twitter beat. You're not going to get Twitter beat for saying these are the three greatest albums of all time. These okay. are the three. You're stuck listening to forever. So you might want some greatest hits. You might want to mix up genres. You might want a live album. Whatever it takes, three albums on the deserted island. All right. So this is the point where I'm like, I would love to some like classic rock or heavy metal or something that makes me <laughs> oh, so cool. Oh, come on. Uh, this I'm is a you. huge, huge Barenaked Ladies fan. So okay. um, I would have Rock Spectacle as their live album. Um, oh, that was really good because I'm thinking I'm on a, a an island here. It's got to have, you know, I don't know that I'm listening to the entire album, but there are some songs in there that are my my go to. I could listen to forever. Well, I, like, um, I, I personally on this question, like the live answer, anybody live, mm-hmm. it gives it a feel. There's more people on the island. That's a, I didn't even think of that. That's that why I like though. the live theory there so i'm always a fan of the live albums did they do the big bang theory uh theme song live in this album yeah they did not on this album no (laughs) um but uh this is like early this is early bare naked ladies this is one Um, week we're jamming one week this is actually right before the one week album is it before one week it's right before so this is like brian wilson you know that one oh that's a great song yeah okay all right um, were, and they went hard bare naked. Oh yeah. Yep. It's okay. uh yeah. For a long, God, almost like 30 years at this point, which is horrifying, but yeah. How many times have when, you seen them live? A lot. They're the band I've seen live the most. Double digits. Um, no, I don't think quite double digits. Okay. But still Maybe, a lot. They're yeah, still a lot. Um, and then another album I would do, uh, where the light is by John Mayer. And I know that that some people that they're like John Mayer, he's like the poppy, whatever. That dude is one of the best guitar players I've ever Incredible. heard. Incredible. And that Tell album. Tell me you're jamming Sob Rock. What's that? Are you jamming I am. Sob yes. Rock? 
Yeah, I'm actually, I, it, you know, I feel like I with the it. new albums, you got to take a little bit of getting used to it. Uh, there are a couple songs in there that right off the bat I was into, but now I've listened a few times and I'm, you know, it's tough when you've been a fan for like, because I wasn't a fan of his in the beginning. It was like maybe like 2009 or so. And you want um, Bodies of Wonderland? No, I wasn't in that time. And I remember right. I had a girlfriend at the time. I'm like, I don't want to listen to this. I don't want to listen to this. <laughs> and then I had a guitar teacher uh, that was telling me, he's like, dude, he's like, you need to listen. Because I guess he was like realizing like what I was interested in learning. Yeah. And he's like, have you ever listened to John Mayer? And I'm like, nah, not really. And he's <laughs> like, dude, you need to listen to him. And so he told me like which albums to get and which songs to listen to. And I was like, oh man, this is really. I mean, he's really jamming with Grateful Dead now. Yeah. And that's actually my. And that's actually my my third uh, my third one is Shakedown Street. Grateful that really, yeah. Not that I'm like a big deadhead, but there's something about you know when you hear something when you're a kid, it yeah. like sticks with you. And Shakedown Street, the song on there, um, that and Fire on the Mountain Come are on. just songs I could listen to on repeat, just again and again and again. Um, Shakedown Street sometimes that's like my morning song if i need something just like get me going in the morning like to That's just it. wake up it's something about when it kicks in there uh because i had a counselor at overnight camp that used to wake us up to it and that was how i first you know it was like that was the way he'd wake up the whole bunk he would just play shakedown street so <laughs> yeah. jamming. yeah so that's that's my three bare naked grateful dad john mayer yeah it's kind of it's kind of on brand, though. I know that I'm thinking about it. It's kind of on brand for you. <laughs> it's not a bad list, but it's on brand for you for sure. Yeah, I'm listening so. to all three. I'm with you, though. All right. Number two, I need two concerts. First concert you ever went to and last concert you've attended, which could be lengthy. I don't know if you've been to one since the lockdown came out, but. Haven't been since then. The, the, uh, the last one I went to was actually John Mayer. I went with my wife. Uh, when was this? Like, 1920 would have been it would have been the end of 19 i think okay um where are we going where's it at venue it was at uh the wells fargo center in philadelphia we had like okay uh we're in a box there and uh which i thought was gonna be really cool but i actually did not enjoy being in the box i would have rather been right in the center i felt like i was like adjacent to the concert like you were just in a building yeah, and like watching, like I was watching a concert as yeah. opposed to being at the concert. If that makes sense. So you heard it here first, folks. Don't ever offer turn off a box to anything. He's yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh, my I'm first pretty... one. My my first uh, concert was Lenny Kravitz, a uh, buddy of mine uh, for his birthday. He brought a bunch of us to a Lenny Kravitz concert. Uh, so, at, um, well, one your choice, not choice, but. Your dude said, Hey, I got us all tickets. We're going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you, are you, do you love it? Uh, it was fine. Like, I don't really, it was, you were a casual I was, fan? Not, I wasn't even much of a fan. Like, it was all right. Like, it was fine, but I was just, uh, we went to it and it was at the old, uh, it was called the Tweeter Center. I don't even know what it's called now, but it's in, uh, Camden by the waterfront, uh, in New Jersey. And, uh, it's an outdoor venue. And we, I was more focused. There were girls there. Um, I was like, I don't know if I was like 15, 16, something like that. And the girls are all like girls, you know, new smells. Uh, there's a lot going on. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of smell happening. Do you remember first one where, you went, I have to buy tickets to this concert. 
Oh man, I don't honestly. Um, but I, I would honestly, I, I would say probably a bare naked ladies concert. I'm not sure, but I feel like got to be close. I feel like that's a, a pretty safe bet. All right, and number one, this is interesting. You can't pick yourself. I usually ask if you were a wrestler, who would you be? So not yourself, since you were a wrestler. But who would mm-hmm. you be if you were a wrestler? If I was a wrestler, like like could be who old, do I see? could be old, new, anything. Like like who, who do I go? see? I look at it and go, oh that yeah. that guy reminds me of me or somebody that no. I wish I could have been. Yeah, you wish you could have been. Uh, it would have been, I would say a tie between Bret Hart. And the 97 era Shawn Michaels. Okay. Because I was such a fan of, of Shawn Michaels, that, which was really like, that was like, that, that I, I felt like I was like sitting at the, the table and mom and dad were fighting with, with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart because they were my favorites. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what to do here, but uh, yeah. So I usually ask who would be your tag team partner, but would it be them too? Yeah, I guess, I guess one of them. True. Yeah, it would have to I'd probably. I mean, God, you got Bret Hart. I guess I could be his like re, his pocket Jim the Anvil Neidhart, and uh, and then you got with you know Shawn Michaels. Think about if you're Shawn Michaels, your tag team partner's Hart, that buddy. That's a combo. That would have been something. That's a serious combo. Yeah, we got some technical really stuff going on there. I usually yeah. ask. Uh, I ask this: What would you come out to? You can't pick their theme song. You got to pick a song. So I used to, uh, I mean, I came out to uh, Superstar by Saliva. Really? Yeah. And then I ended up, I had a buddy of mine who's in a band made a music that I came out to, but it was, uh, yeah, I came out to Superstar by Saliva. So I guess that would have been my answer. Although I had, I mean, it was. Uh, Where'd you had to like, pick one now? What's a new one? Now, dude, I don't like, know. Like, you know that mode where you hear a song and go, that'd be a kick-ass walkout song. You know what? I have three kids, all <laughs> six or under. So it's like, I guess I'm thinking, like, what's on the Frozen 2 soundtrack, you know? <laughs> like, that has a really good beat. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know, like, from current stuff, what I would come out to. Your but, dad, uh, Arthur, got canceled. Are you torn up about this? Or are you happy? What's that? Did your kids watch Arthur? No. Thank God. Got canceled? Yeah, it got canceled. Wow. And a lot of dads are really happy about it. Yeah, I no, I thankfully never watched that. My kids watch some pretty good. They're into He-Man right now. So He-Man. Old, old, old school. school. So I got them watching old school He-Man. The and new one just came out. The new one just came out and we watched it. And my four-year-old runs around. He go it just repeating all the he only wants to be the bad guy. He only wants to be a heel. So yeah, because he knows really? he have more fun. Yeah. So he uh, he runs around uh, just screaming like I am Skelegod, which is not actually something Skeletor even says. Skelegod, but Skelegod. So I had shown him. Apparently, like it's like we don't really know exactly what it is, except uh, Mattel put out the action figure that's called Skelegod. So even though okay. we don't really know exactly what the story is, I think when part did that two, figure come out? Uh, recently, very recently. Really. So, yeah, so he's obsessed with that, and he's been like trying to get a staff. Um, and then this morning was like, so my daughter has one of those, like it's a apparently like a wish bracelet. Okay. Um, like when it eventually falls off, your wish comes true. Oh. So she had apparently she's six. She had told my four year old son that she wished for magic. So this morning, wait, she just wants fell. magic powers. 
wants magic powers. Okay. Her bracelet falls off. She legit thinks she's getting magic powers. And, but more, <laughs> so she's like, kind of like, you know, you, you can kind of tell she's sick. She knows the score, but she's, you know, she's selling. Still it, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. But he bursts into tears this morning. Like what's going on? She can't turn me into Skella God. He legitimately was banking on his sister's <laughs> powers to transform him into Skelegod. And he was legitimately like heartbroken over this. And that's I'm like, amazing. So I'm like explaining to him like the beauty of imagination and all like, you know, all the things you can that, that can happen when you use your mind. And he's like, but that's nah, still not I'm as cool as your sister turning you into Skelegod. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, I want to be Skelegod. <laughs> that would be a cooler story. Yeah. I mean, imagination's cool, but. <laughs> sister being magic would be pretty fire. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. All right, dude, you survived the countdown. Thank you for taking time with me. Uh, oh man, thank get you. out of here, of course. Plug all your stuff. How can they follow you? How can they listen to you? How can they digest? Sure enough. Yeah, uh, go to on. I'm on all social media at so says sure enough. I'm most active on Twitter, um, and uh, of course, every Monday on the Mind of the Meanie podcast, uh, you can. Get that wherever you get your podcast. I just wherever you're launched, listening or watching to this, you can check out mine to me. And I just launched uh, another podcast platform, So Says Chernoff, which has a lot of my. It's basically when I do interviews for Fight, I then will put them on there. So I actually have the Nick Gage and Matt Cardona interviews on there, uh, and some things I even did back um, right like the the night of the debut of Dynamite. So I have a lot of like AEW talent from before things even happen. Um, so yeah, so go subscribe to that if you'd be so kind. Uh, and then I also have youtube.com slash so says Chernoff, which really has picked up because of that Matt Cardona interview. I put it up there and it has over, I think it was last time I checked, it was like 120,000 views, which, Jeez. And, and it's great because like 120,000 views. And then it says on it typical at this time, like four to nine. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that feels about right. Um <laughs> Hey, so that's 120,000 more than we'll watch this interview. So, yeah, uh, right. So, uh, yeah, as soon as like, yeah, Cassio Kid has Josh Chernoff on, they're like, oh, guess he got. I canceled. need the rub. That's why I got you. <laughs> yeah, right. Chernoff, uh, man, you were going to be so disappointed. Um, <laughs> it's uh, no, but I, I'm really I'm excited about the YouTube channel because more people are subscribing and I've got a fun show uh, called Talking with Friends, which is just me and three of my friends. My brother's one of them. Um, and we talk about, it starts kind of us talking about, uh, running a wrestling company when I was 15 and then stuff we did in, when I was older and actually got a promoter's license. So it's kind of a fun thing. And a lot of people cross our paths, a lot of people in the business. Um, and I've got fun story. Like when I was in OVW, I, I traveled with Drew McIntyre and Wade Barrett. Like that was my, oh, wow. you know, I drove them around. Um, so I've got just fun stories that I tell with them. And then usually I'll send a text and be like, so I told this story. I hope that's okay. And, and, and it's, it's been fine so far. I mean, but, just kind of uh, like you sold out Nick Gage in this episode. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, like, and that's before I came on here, Meanie's like, you got to tell the Nick Gage thing. I'm like, Meanie, I don't want to betray his trust in that way. And he's like, you have to, you have to do that. Um, so yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's the Meanie. It's not like you sold him out something stupid. I mean, he. Nah, I heard him talking to his buddies, saying like, yeah, "Dude, I'm really doing this for all you." Over the moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I a, think good, that's thing. a good thing. Yeah, I think it's a real good thing. So, all right, my man, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Go Thank get you. his stuff. Go listen to his stuff. Go check it out. Buy some merch. We're gonna get the merch. 
Uh, go to personallytees.com slash so says Chernoff. And of course, go to fight.tv. It's free to sign up. And uh, I have a show, So Says Chernoff, over there, which I took a little hiatus on because it was a lot of work. But there's definitely episodes where I tear melts or a new one. Um, so it's, it's fun. People seem to enjoy it or, or so they tell me to my face. And if you listen to this, be melts or give us 10 stars if it's possible, five stars. Rate everything, subscribe. Thanks, everybody, for listening to us. Thank you, Josh, man. Thank Look you. forward to hanging out with you in an event soon. That'll mean a good sign for everybody if we're hanging out at an event. Uh, everybody else, appreciate you listening. Subscribe, like, comment, tweet Josh, tell him thank you for coming on. Stay magical.